Ahem, I am the heartbeat and I'd like to welcome you into the first ever episode of the Pyro Pulse podcast, courtesy of Pyromaniac.com, where we bring you all the fantasy goo. We have a special guest today for this first episode. Please, everyone, welcome in the fearless leader of Pyromaniac.com, D-Rex. Hey, D-Rex, how are you doing today? What's up, buddy? How are you? Congrats on starting up this nice new podcast. Excited to be here and uh, talk goo and uh, get it going. All right. Awesome. And uh, we got some great new things coming out of Pyromaniac these days. Uh, we're going to be referencing a powers and number piece that I wrote that will be on the site today. And just to let you know, this is uh, July 30th, 2017, when we're recording. You should see it up a couple days after that. So if there are any big injuries or anything, just keep that in mind. Um, so, D-Rex, what is going on at Pyromaniac these days? Oh, man, it's just so exciting. The fact that uh, training camps have started and, you know, in fantasy football, there's a, uh, a fickle window that we have to work with. Uh, basically gets going a little bit around June, uh, rocks it pretty hard, especially for the hardcore fans in July. And then obviously August is fever pitch. Um, everyone doing their studying for their drafts. And then we get the NFL season where the magic happens uh, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, and a couple of Saturdays. But uh, really excited. Been uh, you know, it's a lot of work, as you know, uh, to fuel a site like Pyromaniac with content. But super exciting. We all are so passionate about fantasy football and the NFL. So just really excited for the games to get rocking, and uh, we're going to keep on giving you guys the fantasy goose so that you can deliver uh, your yourself uh, some winnings and a championship this season. Yeah, and we have an awesome lineup this year at Pyromaniac. Uh, we're going to have the Pyro Heavy podcast, and then we're also going to give you this Pyro Pulse podcast, where it's going to be more of a concise, like a Blitzkrieg episode, where we're going to try to aim for 30 to 45 minute episodes rather than the, the long three plus hour ones that you see on the Pyro Heavy podcast. And we're going to really go into some strategies, uh, ways that you can enhance your value in utilizing next gen stats. And I also want to go into look into a couple of myths busting type of trends like you can look at handicap running backs and that third year wide receiver breakout um so for right now we're gonna do the power and numbers piece but uh D-Rex, what else do we have going on at the Pyromaniac site right now? Well, it's pretty exciting. We did a, uh, a, a relaunch of uh, some new some new designs, and we're currently kind of building upon the live site. But now you'll notice on the uh, homepage and throughout when you click on the articles, we've got ubiquitously lined across the site our news feeds, which uh, are essentially sometimes they're they come from news sources and information that's out there. Uh, but at the same time, we're also using it as just a, another way to get uh, little quick hitters of fantasy football information, whether it's something that uh, we come up with that's a nice little nugget that we come across from uh, fantasy sakes or a, a player stat or if it's some information from our draft kit uh, but we're really just going to have a, a quick and simple way for you to stay on top of what's going around on around the NFL and in fantasy football and we're going to be sourcing other writers and, and beat writers and people that we love on Twitter and it's going to be really good you know we've got a lot of content at Pyro but I think this will allow us to uh, intermittently and um, you know 
prolifically uh, get a lot of fantasy news out there and a lot of, you know, real kind of quote unquote uh, nuggets. Yeah. And we did a great job recently putting a lot of more things in front of our paywall. So when you go to pyromaniac.com, you can get almost everything nowadays. But if you want the full experience of Pyromaniac, you can go in and uh, become a Pyro Pro member. And we also have a great draft kit that has 25 Excel tabs of just goo and just things that get you ready for the draft. And that's something that you can buy for $20. And D-Rex has a lot of links for those. But we have some great things. Also, I'd like to say that um, if you go ahead and leave us a review on the iTunes app and put your Twitter handle in, you will be entered to win a free draft kit this year. So that's something great that we have offering for our, for our listeners. So yeah, today we're going to be looking at the power and numbers piece. Um, um, D-Rex, tell me how this piece originated. You know, one of the things that we've always kind of, as we've <clears throat> talked, we've been doing the Pyro podcast heavy now since I think 2010, maybe 2011. But as you said, we, we do these really long three hour, uh, mini series type of shows. It's, uh, we just cover at nauseum, uh, so many things, uh, that, Really what, what's kind of spawned out is some conversations and things that we realize in our strategy that, you know, years that I've had some bad outings, I kind of looked at the, and did an audit of my teams and I just realized, wait, I had two guys on a shitty offense. Uh, how do I think I'm going to be able to have a good team if, if let's say it was last year, if I'm rocking, you know, a number two, a number of players on either the Jets or say the 49ers or the Browns, it's just not going to happen. So it was, we kind of reverse engineered and figured, you know what, power in numbers is these teams every year, uh, you can kind of project some of them, but there's always some outliers that come out of nowhere, but you can project which teams are going to be able to score the most points. Uh, in, a, in an actual you know touchdown or field goal aspect and you can kind of project what the teams that do do that the most are obviously going to be able to score allow their fantasy football players and the players in their team to score more points so the offenses that are hindered by not having good offensive lines or good quarterbacks aren't gonna help out your wide receiver on that situation so you just got to be really smart about what teams you should be focusing in on to get the most points and that's where kind of power numbers came it's like looking at which teams out there had the top guys which teams had the most of the top players at each across the four positions and then what you can do going into the season is just make sure in your tiers you're kind of not putting too many guys that you love that are on some of those bottom feeder teams yeah exactly and um so we i put a little spin on the power numbers this year and we have a new a new metric called the power level which is it's really a variance on the players individually and then we can look into them and how they impact the team. So if we want to look at the best player last year was David Johnson. David Johnson had a power level of 3.62. And that being said, how this was calculated is it's basically the value over replacement. So we took the 85th player. We got that number by saying your two running backs, your three wide receivers, your one tight end, and a flex position. So if everyone is starting, then the 85th player is the next is the first player that should be on the bench. So we compared David Johnson to that 85th player. That's where you got that 3.62. We can look at some of the teams because this is really a team model. We're looking at what teams you want to focus on. Uh, the the best team this year was the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had 
three players in the top 60 and they had a 5.63 power level. So how do we get this? Let's backstep a little bit. I did this on a point per game basis because when you look at the total points, you see AJ Green falling outside of the top 60. I just don't, I don't feel that's true because AJ Green in his 11 games was projecting out to be the number one wide receiver. So I went on a point per game basis and then we removed anyone that didn't play a minimum of eight games. So that kind of removes the outliers like CJ Anderson's, the guys that really just had one big game. So let's, let's take a look at some of the players. I mentioned that the Pittsburgh Steelers had three players in the top 60 with a power level of 5.6. Uh, how is that derived? Let's look at Le'Veon Bell first, who has been in the news for saying that he wants to be paid as a running back one and a wide receiver two. Le'Veon Bell played 12 games last year due to suspension. He scored 240 points and that yielded 20 points per game. He had an adjusted value of 2.58. So if we look at a wide receiver two and a running back one, A.J. Green was a wide receiver two. It was 1.5. And then you take the variance of the lowest level is one. And that's where Le'Veon Bell actually truly is a running back one and a wide receiver too. What what are you what were your takeaways from this D-Rex? How did you see these numbers and what did you think of them? That's some NASA shit right there, brother. Yeah, and then so we've done this piece in the past, but I wanted to backdate it to see if we could see any trends over time. And so what we saw is there were five teams that had really meteoric rises in the last three years. These five teams were the Seahawks, Rams, Raiders, Cardinals, and Falcons. And if you look into what all these teams have in common, you can tell that what it is is they got elite players on their team. Seattle. They added Jimmy Graham in 2015, and then Doug Baldwin emerged as a top-end talent. That's how they got three players. They really, they really moved up the charts. You look at the Rams, Gurley, uh, the Raiders, Carr, Cooper. The Cardinals obviously got David Johnson. The Falcons, Devonta Freeman and Telvin Coleman really broke out. And that's really how they saw that meteoric rise in power rankings. Um, so what does this tell us about those teams? It tells you that when your team or a team gets an elite talent, either through the draft or through free agency or trade, you really want to target those players because those players can really dynamically change the game. They can amass a ton of fantasy points. The only thing you want to watch out for is, let's take, for example, the DeMarco Murray in Philadelphia. That just wasn't a good team fit. He, he's a straight line runner and they put him in shotgun. So you got to be careful of those guys. But really, when you see those elite talents going on to new teams, they can have great impacts on your fantasy team so you really want to target those guys but what's a little more interesting in my opinion is on the other end of the spectrum why do teams fall out of prominence when you think of the teams that would be on the other side you think of maybe the browns the 49ers these teams that you know they don't really have great offenses but if you look at the biggest fallers over the last three years it was the broncos the patriots the ravens the lions and the saints and these are all fantasy offenses that you just want as, as many pieces as possible so why does this happen? Before we talked about teams add elite players and they get this bump. But in the following season, the defensive coordinators now have a year of tape on these guys and they really know how to game plan for these guys. So if you, you take a guy like Demarius Thomas on the Broncos, he obviously got a downgrade from Peyton Manning leaving. But defense has also learned how to cover him, how to stop him and how to contain him. So those fantasy points that Demarius Thomas just 
dominated two, three years ago, now those points are going to C.J. Anderson or the Emmanuel Sanders because the defenses are overplaying Demarius Thomas. And you can see this as a trend through all of these teams. So what are you looking for from these? When a team has a low number of players in the top 60, but a high overall power level, you want to go for their ancillary players. You want to look at the, the Steelers. You want D-Rex's guy, Martavis Bryant, is going to be amazing this year. He's really the, the poster child for power and numbers. Or you can look at a team like the Cardinals. Maybe this is John Brown's year. So he's a guy you want to target based on this. Really, I think this showed some great trends over time. It really brought into light some things that we really didn't have in fantasy. And uh so what, what do you think about this, D-Rex? One of the things that I know that we don't agree on is the uh, that's kind of one of these players that's moving is the Gillisley. So the Gillisley, you got, what, Blunt had a ton of 18 touchdowns or something last year, had 1,000 yards, by far his best season ever, uh, kind of a, a, a major outlier season for the guy. I think he's getting replaced with by Gillisley, who's a better player, and um, I think this is a good uh, kind of uh, example of a guy that I'm looking at just because the Patriots are always a top 10 uh, offensive team. You don't think so. Everyone's always, it seems like year after year, everyone's like, oh, they're just going to pass it. It's going to be Brady and Gronk. It's gonna, now they've got Cooks. They're just going to be passing it. And that's just not really what ends up happening with Bill Belichick teams. They're always going to use the run no matter what. And they get a lot of goal line uh, um, and red zone opportunities because they're a good team. Um, so I think he's one of those, those players that I'm – liking the value on something tells me that he's going to start skyrocketing as you get more and more people talking about and covering their camps and whatnot and just he's going to be getting all the the the, you know the first team repetitions people are like all right this is this is their next blunt uh so but he's an example of one of those guys for me to go on an overarching um broad stroke kind of uh, feedback that I give on this power and numbers is just check out the piece when it's up. Look, you know, grab our draft kit, which is friggin' amazing. The, 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 there's so many different tabs in the thing that can uh, help you. There's team power ranks, strength of schedule, um, and really what I think is important on on this power numbers is just don't get caught too much in the weeds um, on the high, on the high end and the middle guy uh, teams. But just be smart enough to stay away from if you think a team is going to be, you know, look at some of the Vegas numbers. If a team's going to only projected to uh, win three games, four games, five games, you know, just make sure you don't get stock, or you're not stockpiling the talent and the fantasy football or the NFL players from those teams. As long as you do that, you know, as long as you stay away from just having too many guys on a team that just don't score or get a lot of yards, uh, you're fine. Now, the flip side of that is getting looking at the deeper numbers. And, you know, some of these teams like it happened two years ago with the Titans uh, and, and it happened two years ago with the Jaguars. Some of these teams that aren't that great and need to uh, pass the hell out of the ball to stay in games or would go down early. Look at those kind of trends, too, where it's if you've got wide receivers on some of these teams that get behind and have to totally abandon the run or throwing the shit out of the ball, then that is a good thing for your wide receiver or quarterback. So when you're looking at bad teams in a power and numbers level, I, I do like looking at having some players that can get high volume um, passing uh, going on because their team and their defense is, you know, basically a turnstile and giving up points. So you're going to have to pass to stay in the game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the, I think the number one kickback that you're going to get on that D-Rex is people are going to be like, well, 
how are we going to get Terrell Pryor on the Browns or how are we going to get Kenny Britt? We're just going to miss out on those players. And yeah, I want to look at Terrell Pryor because I think he's a, a heavy outlier. He played his first year at wide receiver this year after being a quarterback at Ohio State in Oakland. And I mean, he's a beast, though. He's a 6'4", 6'5", 240-pound wide receiver who can jump through the roof. And playing his first year, he played with a, an Oshkosh group of quarterbacks. We really don't see uh, Terrell Pryor every year. And now he's, he's skyrocketed as he went on to the, uh, onto the Redskins team with Kirk Cousins, who's likely going to be in his last season there. And we really, you don't want to count on these guys like the Terrell Pryor or the number one Browns wide receiver in these low volume offenses that aren't going to be doing a lot of scoring you really want to stay away from those and you really want to amass talent on these great teams because you never know like one injury to the cardinals and john brown could be a wide receiver one but don't you but i like prior on with cousins on on the the redskins for a redraft for this year i think with having uh deshaun move on and having um pierre garçon move on i am a big fan i i think he's getting a little overdrafted priors just because um he's going pretty high i think he's basically like a fourth or fifth round pick right now uh adp wise but i'm loving prior uh with cousins um i think he's all he he's a he's a red zone target on a team that really hasn't doesn't have a red zone target i i don't read always gets banged up he's kind of a good red zone um uh guy but you know crowder he's very uh diminutive in size and I, so i'm liking prior in his opportunities that's going to happen this year. Like you said, long-term, maybe it's different because if Cousins is gone and then next year they're trying to you know draft a rookie or they bring on some kind of mediocre um, free agent, then that's going to affect their passing game. But right now, I'm thinking that there's no question in my mind that Cousins is a 4,500-yard uh, passer and Pryor, is, he's got work on his game at the wide receiver position, but from everything I read and what we saw last year, this guy's a quick learner. He's an elite athlete and it seems like he's putting in the um putting in the hours to uh, you know learn the position so i'm i'm a fan of him this year uh now the other guy you mentioned Britt, who's filling his role in the browns uh offense i agree with you Britt. uh you know he's not going too high but people are people like him uh i'm a little worried if kessler uh brock osweiler um or who's the other who's even their third guy over there uh, or kaiser yeah kaiser i mean i what you can't expect that's like the perfect example is power numbers what are you going to expect from a wide receiver Corey coleman or a brit on that team hey maybe all of a sudden hugh jackson figures it out and kessler gets humming and it could be one of those teams almost like the bears last year where there's kind of a totally shitty team but whole and Barkley were putting up big fantasy points just because they were passing the ball around like crazy. Um, you know, Hoyer, I think, had four 300-yard games in his uh, five starts. Um, and then Barkley, after he went down, I think Barkley had two 300-yard games. I mean, they, they were getting killed in the actual score on the NFL standings. But for fantasy owners, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of yards and points going out uh, from that situation. So, I don't know. You, you never know. What's what's going to happen? The, 
they have enough talent that they've amassed over the past few years, the, the Browns. They could be better than we give them credit for, but just don't get caught with your pants down and drafting too many of their guys, and then all of a sudden the end of the season, like, wow, I had Crowell, and then and I had Corey Coleman, and I had him in my starting lineup every week, and you know what? The Browns suck. They only won three games, and they could barely score any points. Like, you know, just don't get caught in that kind of world because I've done it. I'm sure you have personally as well, and – you know, we always tell you to do an audit of teams, whether you're winning at all, whether you, your team's middle of the road or whether they're shit. Look back at your team. Look back at the other teams that are in your league and who won it and kind of evaluate what did they do, you know, and because you, you kind of want to to be the best. You got to learn from the best. And uh, I think just just be smart. And I think that's where this power in numbers really comes into play. Uh, I'm again. And I'll let you talk in a minute, but one thing I really like about the piece is the fact that I'm more of a total points guy, big picture guy, and you're more of that points per game guy. And I know the stag party's more of a points per game guy, and I know Houdini's more of a uh, total points guy. So it's like, what, how minutiae do you want to go? How much are you a number stat head guy, and how much more of you are you just kind of a big picture guy? Uh, and that is why I think this piece is great because it caters and allows both people, both types, uh, to to get their kind of um, you know bird's eye view of what's happening here on these teams and uh, how many top 60 players they've got in fantasy. So it's a good one. You've got to write up with it. Uh, very visual thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think that amongst all the other, you know, kind of pieces that we've got on our site i just launched uh idp uh tiers by archer yesterday um we got a new writer in pops uh who's been doing some sleeper and bus stuff and uh he's he's been a great addition and obviously wheeler's another new guy we've got on so those guys have been very helpful for us wheeler doing a lot of the news feeds um and then you know obviously we have some of these pyro collaborative pieces so giving a little bit of plug plug on our content um and it's going to be exciting i think just at a big picture and I'll shut up for a bit. It is your show. Um, I'm just excited to have you doing this podcast um, and giving people kind of the, the quick hitter. I like what you called it. And when we talked on the phone at one point, you called it uh, the cocaine version of the pyro podcast. Uh, and then maybe uh, we're more of like the, uh, um, the Indica uh, sativa <laughs> weed version of it. We go long and get going. You're going to get it uh, short and sweet. So it's exciting. I think people love our, our long shows, but um, sometimes people are like, God, how the hell can I listen to three hours of these guys? And they got to chip away at it so you having this kind of secondary show for our listeners and our fans on the pyro podcast will be uh will be great for everyone yeah and when the season comes this show is going to pivot to more of a, a dfs view and more of strategies for season long what what you should do on the waiver wire in forward thinking not just this waiver wire pickups for this week so we're really going to be trying to work off of each other and that's the beauty of what's happening at pyro these days is as you heard direct say i'm a points per game type of guy he's a a total points type of guy so if you listen to us you just digest what what you're getting from us because really the data is never wrong it's how you analyze it so if you get those two points of view you mesh them together and you're going to find that sweet spot where you're going to be drafting the absolute optimal lineup and you're going to be playing the best team each and every week um i'd like to 
One one last thing I'd like to say just for your show also is we record, and I don't know when you're going to be recording this on the weekly basis, but we record the Pyro Podcast in season. It's all about the matchups. So basically each show in season uh, is every game slated. That matchup, we're talking about any fantasy-relevant player in that game, and we record on Tuesday. So as you know, I'm posting that thing Tuesday night, pretty much end of day. Sometimes we go so long, it's after midnight, so it's essentially first thing Wednesday morning. Uh, but what we're doing there is, you know, we're there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of other stuff that happens in the week of football in preparation for these matchups that we don't cover because our show's done on Tuesday. To give it shelf life, it's the time of the week that we can all get it done. Um, so that's something to be said where your show also can offset uh, and give some of that more uh, later in the week kind of information. Yeah, exactly. And as I as I said, we're going to be meshing these two together. So they're really going to play off each other. So if you want to look into specific matchups for players and you want to look at the, just the player outview, you're going to want to look at the pyro heavy. If you're going to want to look at how do you apply these and what should you do in the future, you're going to want to come to the Pulse podcast. And they're really going to work well together. And I'm really excited that we're having this uh, this coming out this year. Let's do it, man. It's, it's, it's sweet. I wish you luck. Uh, I know you're going to be great. Uh, you're, you got a great fantasy football head on your shoulders, and uh, the f- people will be lucky to uh, have you. And one of the things I like, uh, you know, I'll let you promote the show, but you're also going to be bringing on, um, you know, some other experts and, and widely known people within our industry and some of our friends here at Pyro across the, across the fantasy football lexicon. And I think that's great, kind of opening those relationships, int- introducing other people uh, that we respect on the show so i'm excited for you to do um bring that to the table yeah absolutely and we have a very special episode coming up in episode two i'm not going to say the name of who's coming on but it's a really big name in the industry but here's a little hint And so, yeah, we're really looking forward to this show. We have some great things coming. We're going to be posting more pieces. I'm specifically, I'm working on a uh, a bust piece for running backs and wide receivers. Looking at them, looking at. Sorry about that. We're going to be (laughs) we're going to be looking at them on a on a quarterly basis. So I'm seeing how many times did this running back provide the value that they should on a quarterly basis. So you're really deep diving and seeing who are the actual consistent basis. Like who who is a bust? What are we looking for for a running back bust when you actually you know that a, if a running back is out, you're not expecting any points from them. So you can't call them a bust if they're inactive prior to the week. That's that's my personal opinion. You're going to be seeing that shortly and you're going to be seeing a lot of great things coming out of Pyro. Again, go ahead and purchase the draft kit. $20, you get 25 tabs of goodness, things that you can print out, bring to your draft, or even just look into. We have some great knowledge. We have pros and cons on every individual player that is fantasy relevant. We have just so many great tabs. T-Rex, if you want to go a little more into that, because yeah. as I said, if you go on you uh, on iTunes, leave us a review, leave your Twitter handle, and we will be selecting winners for a free draft kit. Yeah, and I, I can give a little bit more. And also, I love the way that, um, you know, give us a review also. And we'll, uh, throughout the season, we'll, we're going to start both on the heavy and on your show, The Pulse. Um, we're going to be reading off names and reading the reviews and kind of, you know, sometimes we get so lost on the heavy of just get, getting through our show and doing it. We don't do enough promo or enough kind of reach shout outs to our fans and stuff like that. But when it comes to this draft kit, the things that die, it's a weapon of mass destruction on, on your league. You know, my, my thing is, 
if you're a league donor and you're giving money each, each year and you're in a bunch of leagues and now with the DFS style and you know all these MFL 10s that are out there for 20 bucks it's 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 a no brainer it's three beers at the bar uh, tabs that are amazing and I've been told that are you know the, the strength of schedule tab which I think is the fourth tab that thing alone is pretty much worth 20 bucks it gives a strength of schedule breakdown for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, does it for the full year. So that's that's week one through seventeen. We break it down what the strength of schedule is for the fantasy playoffs, and then we're also uh, break the you know week one through sixteen, and then we also do fantasy playoffs weeks fourteen through seventeen. So. Excuse me. One of the things I like to do is if I got if I'm doing my tiers and I'm kind of looking at one player versus another player and they're really really close and I'm making my tier sheet out. One of the last things that I'll do that'll put a guy a, a little bit ahead of another player is I'll look at what are these guys who are they playing in my playoffs. So I'll go and I'll look at in the schedule if I'm let's say comparing. Um, Let's just get, do a big name. Odell Beckham or uh, friggin' um, the Atlanta uh, – Julio Jones. So I'm doing my tiers. Which guy do I have? Who do I want at number one? Who do, who's my second guy? Well, if I look at that for playoffs weeks 14 through 17, right now they're, they're both pretty close. Atlanta's got the easiest – Strength of schedule. So Julio Jones' strength of schedule come playoff time is 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 the easiest of anybody's. Uh, now when and I'm I'm gonna just specifically say let's say week fourteen through sixteen because we don't we don't we don't condone or tell you to do your championship in week 17 because it can screw you up uh but weeks 14 through 16 the falcons have the easiest schedule now you go to odell beckham and the new york giants have the sixth easiest so both those schedules are pretty good but if i was comparing julio jones and let's say antonio brown and they were neck and neck and i just didn't know who was going to be number one and who was going to be two i look at this strength of schedule and i see oh man the pittsburgh steelers have the second hardest they're number 31 in sls for those playoff weeks so that's one of the things that I like to look at. We've got IDP tiers in there from Archers in the draft kit. We've got our tiers. Um, we've actually done it so that we have our individual tiers. Myself, D-Rex, Houdini, Stag Party, the Archer, and your uh, tiers are in there as well, Heartbeat. And what we do is we do a collective that takes those all five of our tiers and we average them out. And we call that the collective pyro tiers. So it's basically a five people's average, and then we put the tiers based on where we have it. And the beautiful thing is at pyro we're not like some sort of walk in the company line uh, we all have our own guys i i can i preach to everyone do you don't have to like kind of if i like a guy that i'm not telling you guys to push that agenda and like them and on behalf of pyro do you we've all got our own different loves and and things that make us tick in fantasy and uh you know i just definitely want to bring that out uh and that's where collective tears kind of uh bring a lot to the table we got top 200 in that we've got auction values bye weeks playoff schedule as you said strength of schedule so uh, if you're in auction leagues, we've got ranges for that, which I think is great. Um, pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, then we go to the, those uh, rankings for all the different positions, like you said, pros and cons out the wazoo. Show all the stats uh, from the previous uh, as many seasons. I think in some cases we go eight seasons back. We got PPR rankings um, that are 
based on PPR, sleepers and busts. We talk about rookies. We've got touchdown dependency, power rankings, which is awesome. Um, team tendencies. There's We put a mock, mock drafts. We do a mock draft for each kid. Stag parties, projections, team tendencies. That's that's it. I mean, the thing for 20 bucks, The one, and this is the last thing I'll say on it, it's not even just – it's like the one draft kit I've ever seen or used that – it goes so far beyond just the pre-draft. I'm using this draft kit throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go back to it throughout the season. Week three, it'd be like, oh my god, I gotta look at something. I go to my kit, you know, and it's 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 pretty impressive. So get that thing done. Use it to help you make your tiers. Check out our tiers video. Um, and you know, the last thing I'll say about content that I give you a little bit of a high five, a heartbeat, um, is those, uh, gold diggers that we've got those little fantasy football nuggets pieces. We just launched earlier in the week, the wide receivers one, you, you're going, what you want 72 wide receivers deep on just like these, uh, an awesome stat and some goo for each of these players. So, you can get lost in fantasy football and pyromaniac, and uh, at the same time, we're having fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but we, uh, you know, we, we we definitely will give you a, an edge. Yeah, absolutely. And everything Drex said is very true. Just do yourself a favor. Go go buy a draft kit, and if you get a draft kit now, you'll get all the subsequent draft kits that we push out. So the twenty dollars is all inclusive. If you have any questions about this show, about the Pyro Heavy show, or about anything that we record, we are all very active on Twitter. You can find me at Twitter with the with Pyro underscore heartbeat. That's P-Y-R-O underscore heartbeat. And D-Rex is Pyromaniac, spelled P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. Yeah, and I think your heart your heartbeat is H A R. Uh, it's, it, right. Um, uh, P Y R O underscore H A R T B E A T. It's a play on my last name, which is Hartnett. Um, there you go. Yeah, and so we're, awesome. We're all very active on Twitter. We love getting in these little Twitter debates where we just go over players like uh, we brought up earlier in the show. The Mike Gillisley. I hate Mike. Gil- I don't hate Mike Gillisley. I just don't like him at his value. D Rex loves him, so you'll see those those little back and forths, and you can ask us direct questions. We're always very active on Twitter. We try to respond to everything, and that's another thing. As a Pyro Pro, you can send us in questions and we guarantee that we will send you a response so yeah i'm really excited for our next show we're going to be going over some great things thank you Direct, for coming on it's great talking to you every single time i can thank you all for coming in and listening this is the pyro pulse podcast and now please listen to my boy devon terrell